This is your captain speaking. And we're off. Welcome everybody to Back in My Day. My name is David Petrangelo and this week the not so stereotypical millennials will be discussing summer movies. We'll get more details on that in just a second. This week I'm lucky enough to be joined by Michael R. Power, Ian Walter, and Wife Power. Welcome everybody to the show. Um, I said that we're going to talk about summer movies and it's finally here, guys. After a couple of years, we can finally put a movie wager on current movies and not just ones that go back 25 years ago. So, Mike, um, what is a summer movie wager and what are people uh, going to get from this uh, episode and by the end of the summer as well? Uh, the summer movie wager is a game that we stole from one of our favorite uh, film podcasts, the, the, the film podcast, like it's called now where you try to predict uh, how the movies will line up uh, from one to 10 in the summer box office on domestic gross. So which movie will make the most, second most, third most, and you try to predict the top 10, uh, you get points for how close you know your list is to the actual, the actual um, results. And so you get more points if you nail number one and number 10. All of the rules you can find online at Summer Movie Wager website. And yeah, that's it. So we're going to each go through uh, our list of 10 and which movies you know we think will do best at the box office. And depending on where things are placed, depending on where we are basing our, our picks from one to 10 and three dark horses, there are points associated with that. So if you nail it right on, you get the most points. If you are one spot off, you get a couple points less. If it's not on your list at all, then you don't get any points. It, so forth, so on and so forth. So it's it's a little bit uh, complicated, but it does even things out. So if really the goal is to get everything in the exact same spot of where it will make uh, a domestic gross at the uh, at the box office in twenty twenty two. Doesn't have a ton of movies, but uh, we're going to do our best to uh, to try and narrow down our own um, one to ten or ten to one with a few dark horses. Okay, so we are going to dive into our picks. We're going to start with number one because I think the top three, top five are probably I don't know slightly less interesting or probably not as varied. So we'll start with number one and we'll make our way up to ten. And then follow that up by Dark Horses. So uh, from left to right on my screen, Mike, uh, you're up first. What is your number one pick for the 2022 Summer Movie Wager? Okay, so my pick for a movie that I think will do best at the box office this summer is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. All righty. I think it's going to be just carrying momentum from Spider-Man. And I think it's the MCU is going to crush. And I think it it's coming out uh, not against a lot of other big movies. And it's coming out really early. So if it has long legs, it can make a lot of money. So for those reasons, I'm going with Doctor Strange. And I think it's going to be a good movie, too. So Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. It, it could be okay. Yeah. yeah. People are going to want to see it <laughs> a lot. All right. Uh, White Power, what about your number one? My number one is Jurassic World Dominion. Ah. I think this is the perfect storm of summer blockbuster because you have the original Jurassic Park cast. So you're going to hit on the nostalgia of the people that loved the originals. And you're going to hit on the the people that love the new um, series and the fans of both. So I think this is going to draw a lot of people into the movies to see this one. It's a good choice. Does that mean that's your pick, Ian? <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, oh. I think I'm following suit with, uh, you know, Michael R. Power here. I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been a powerhouse not to be tested with. So I think, uh, you know, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness has a lot of things going for it. It's the first one out the gate, so it's setting the standard for the summer. I think they're 
might be some people still apprehensive about going to the theaters, but there's also going to be an equal amount of people maybe itching to get out to the theaters, and this would be a perfect excuse to do that. And I think these movies, if No Way Home, Spider-Man movie that we raved about is any indication, um, you know, not even a pandemic can stop people from seeing these movies. So Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, I think uh, it's going to be that big tentpole event film. And there's a couple of them this summer, but it's it has the advantage of going first. And I think it's going to make its mark. Make its one. mark, yeah. And, and that's actually something to point out early on in the episode too, is that like all of these numbers are going to be less than probably what we're used to. Sure. Spider-Man made a lot of money and there were a few movies in the last, you know, six months that have made um, a decent amount of money, but at the same time, the pandemic's still going on. We have to keep that into account. And it's really a lot of these big blockbusters is what's going to get people to show up to the theater if at all. Right. So it is, it is definitely going to play a factor. Okay. So we've had Jurassic Park or Jurassic world. I can never remember it. Dominion Dominion and uh, Doctor Strange and my number one pick largely because of um, what we've already talked about, what you mentioned, Ian, it's also Doctor Strange. I think that it is a little bit of a recency bias. And I I think that Spider-Man drummed up a whole lot of excitement for this and did it in an interesting way. And I think that's all you need. yeah, that, I just, I, it's hard. It's going to be a little bit of a weird movie, a strange movie, but um, I don't think that that's going to stop people from going to see it. If it's not their cup of tea, then maybe they won't see the next one that they make. But I think because it's going to introduce this next big phase, or at least take the next step of the next big phase, that's exciting. And that'll get people out to the theater, at least, you know, in some way or another, even if it doesn't match what Spider-Man made uh, a few months ago. So yeah, my number one pick is the Doctor Strange movie. And nice. ma- madness, multiverse-ness. Yeah. Multi-madness of the verse. <laughs> I am keeping the uh, love fest, love train going for the MCU with my number two pick. And I am picking Thor, Love and Thunder. And just basically what got me hyped for this was the trailer. And I figure <laughs> that nothing can knock the MCU off right now where they are. And Doctor Strange is going to do gangbusters and it's going to roll right into Thor. Just because Thor comes out later, it's not out as long. I guess that was the only rationale that I had to choose it second. But I think it's going to do almost just as good as Doctor Strange, if I had to guess. So, yeah. So that's my number two. Thor, Love and Thunder. All right. Wife Power, why are we wrong? (laughs) (laughs) My number two is actually Thor, Love and Thunder as well. Awesome. Um, I got this one at number two. I think Thor has a little bit of a bigger fan base than Doctor Strange does, and that's why I'm edging this one above Doctor Strange. Um, I also think the um, introduced, like the introduction of Natalie Portman's character in this one, is going to draw maybe some some female audience to the theaters to support this movie. Um, so yeah, I've got I've got Thor: Love and Thunder at number two. What about that Wandavision crowd, though? Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, I also have Thor: Love and Thunder. I can't wait to see this movie. I mean, we have a whole episode on the main feed, thirty minutes talking about how excited we are for this one. I mean, it's hard to pick Doctor Strange over Thor. However, I I did so because, like I said, it's coming first. There is an argument to be made, though, that it could the hype could stack, and more people that enjoyed Doctor Strange will go out and, and enjoy Thor. But I also think that the Doctor Strange stuff feels more connected to this idea of the multiverse, everything that they're kind of building towards in this new phase. Mm-hmm. Not that Thor won't be related. I just think that like there's a very direct con- uh, connection with WandaVision, which was the first series on Disney Plus. So it'll it'll probably convince that just that much more people to you know leave their ho- homes and go to the theater. Um, that being said, I think they're both going to do gangbusters. So I definitely see them being number one and number two. Yeah, all those reasons are why I think Strange will still be number one. Is is all of that that you just said, Ian? But I still, even though Thor is probably what I'm looking forward to the most. It is not my number two. Um, I think because of the connection that strange has to Spider-Man and to the larger MC, or at least partially anyway, from the way that it's being marketed, at least 
Um, I instead went with uh, Jurassic World Dominion. I went with that as my number two. So this uh, already got more interesting than I thought it would. I thought maybe we'd have like all the same movies from like one to six or something. <laughs> but um, all the reasons that that you said wife power about uh, about Jurassic World is exactly why I think uh, it'll be right up there. If it's not two or one, it'll be three. You know, it's going to be really, really close. I think these top three as far as uh, um, the money that they earn. But uh, I'm really only excited about this because of the cast from the original movie. That's really the only reason why I personally would like to see it. The other two are just meh movies to me. I don't really care about the new characters or what they're doing with it, but this one seems like it could be a little bit better. So that's why one of the reasons why it's sort of a bit of a bias as to why I want, I want it to do better or be better. So that's why it's my number two and uh, we'll head to number three, Mike. It's crazy. We've only talked about three movies so far, but <laughs> yeah, um, my number three is uh, Jurassic World Dominion. And I don't have to spend too much time on it. That's yeah. you guys have covered it all. I think it's still going to make a lot of money. It's just I'm I'm actually voting for more like quality uh, picks with my <laughs> first two. Like I actually want to see Doctor Strange. I want to see Thor. I think they're going to be good. Jurassic World Dominion. I don't think it's going to be good. And I only want to see it because of nostalgia. Yeah. So that's why I try not to be cynical and put it first because it is the kind of movie that only gets made because of dollar bills, yo, dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> dollar bills. And uh, yeah, so. Yeah, well, so. I mean, I'm in the same boat. I've got Jurassic World Dominion at number three, but I think Mina might have a winner here because it might reach a wider audience than the superhero sort of action movie crowd. Like it, it definitely has the nostalgia going for it more so than Marvel, I would think, um, because Jurassic Park was such a big movie for so many. And, you know, I won't talk about it too much, but just the fact that, like, even though this might not be the last Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movie, it definitely kind of feels like a trilogy capper, kind of feels like sort of the end of what they were doing with this. So, you know, it's got all that going for it. And the first two, like, smash the box office like i think yeah uh, yeah billion you know a billion uh, dollars at least for for jurassic world and i think fallen kingdom even like 1.3 so this one i i expect to do a little bit less just because of the times we're in but it'll probably be i i can't see it not cracking top three i think a lot of people at, are calling for it to be number one actually i think I think yeah. that's probably like the consensus, but, but I'm hey, just hoping we're, we're that, like, like you said, Mike, that those other two Marvel films are just that good that are going to drive people. <laughs> yeah. the we'll see them twice. The word of mouth. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's still dinosaurs. I'm still going to probably see it. So it's dinosaurs. It's dinosaurs. <laughs> we're part of the problem. Uh, yeah, we are definitely, definitely part of the problem. We're, we're, yeah. we're all going to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Then wife power. The your three, right? That's what. We're, yeah, we got your three. Yeah. Ian skipped ahead, so I think wife power has to give her third. That's all right. My number three and no surprise here is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I think we've touched on it enough. Um, Like I said earlier, I just think that Doctor Strange in general just doesn't get as much love as Thor. So that's just why I have it slightly below. Um, I think people are less into the like magic component of of Marvel and the weirdness of it. Um, than they do of the fun-loving action hero Thor. So um, that's just why Thor's edged it out for for my list. But Doctor Strange sits at number three for me. All right. Then uh, my number three is uh, what I hope is number one, but probably won't be, is Thor Love and Thunder. I just want more Korg all the time, and that's all I want from this movie. And that's it. I'm done. Okay, Mike, number four. <laughs> <laughs> you must like the trailer then. Okay, number four. Uh, I am sticking in a Disney theme, but this is a this time I'm going Pixar, and I'm going with the so, you know, the kids movies always uh, crush it in the summer. So I'm going with uh, Lightyear, the new Pixar movie starring Buzz Lightyear, the movie that everybody asked the, for, the not. movie about the man <laughs> based on the toy, not the toy. <laughs> sure why not (laughs) all their all their concepts are or most of their concepts are great and they're unique and they're and i just it just feels weird that this one isn't i think that's why people are commenting on it i i think pixar has since the cars movies 
right. have really changed and have made a lot of sequels now. And I think this is the Pixar, someone at Pixar, some creative people saying, wanting to make a big sci-fi movie. And then sort of like the suits getting involved and been like, oh, but like, it's got to have name value. It's got to be an IP. And so it's like, oh, just use Buzz Lightyear. Because it doesn't look like it has anything to do with the way the toy is portrayed. No, in, no, in, I don't think that's the idea story, at all. Right? So yeah. I think it's just yeah. a sci-fi movie using the IP. So I think it is. Looks great, though. I don't know. It looks good. So it look, yeah, it looks all right. Pixar doing right. sci-fi, a true, like a real sci-fi movie. Yeah. Got me there. I, I mean, you know it. what? Like, it's true. It's like, oh, it needs the IP. But but does it? Because to me, Turning Red was awesome and it didn't need no, any I don't, of that. We're saying it, it doesn't. Right? Like, I'm it's saying just, the, yeah. the Hollywood people, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, their course. mentality, right? Yeah. yeah. By the red phone that you call and give them your yeah. ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Wife Power, back to you for number four. I, my number four movie is also Lightyear. Buzz, that was utterly terrifying and I regret having joined you. Buzz Lightyear to Star Command. Come in, Star Command. Why don't they answer? Hey, hey! Shh! The robots! The what? What is happening right now? Alicia? Oh, no. That's my grandmother. But, Socks, how long were we gone? Meow, 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 meow. 62 years, 7 months, and 5 days. And I'm going to make a prediction right now for you old man cynics that (laughs) I think you guys are going to love this movie. I, you guys make fun oh, of it now. Too. You complain about it now. I'm calling that you guys will absolutely love this movie. I think it's going to be, I have faith in Pixar. I know the name Buzz Lady or whatever, but an astronaut space movie from Pixar. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. And, and I personally can't wait to see it. I also love Chris Evans. I think he's such a fantastic actor. Um, so I don't see him taking a role that is not perfection so especially after his (laughs) especially after captain america i i i have i have big hopes for this one i think it's gonna be really good i mean it's not gonna be any knives out but it could be close it could be close. Who, who knows? <laughs> who knows what Buzz Lightyear will get up to Buzz in space. Buzz is going to put on a, a big fancy sweater. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine that's the twist? It ends up being a murder mystery in space and Buzz Lightyear is the detective. <laughs> Excellent. Probably not. I'd but take that. One can, but but one you make dream. a good point, though, because um, I always have faith in Pixar. I honestly do. I, I feel the same way. I have faith in everything that they watch until they prove me otherwise, which they've only done for a few hours out of the dozens of movies that they've made. So yeah, that's, that's a very strong point. Um, Ian. Well, my number four also Pixar's Lightyear. So I think Mike and I have the same top four going into this. My number four is also that I'll just throw it out there. So we all have the same four. So I think because, you know, look at the, look at Pixar's track record, look at Toy Story 4, I think it was also in the top five, maybe even fourth overall. So yeah. I can't see this being much different, especially given the sort of light load of summer blockbusters we have this this year. So definitely see it being top five. You could say uh, it's a light year. It's a light year. <laughs> but yeah, so so number four, light year. I think it, like Mina said, it is potential. It's still Pixar. I'm not going to count them out. So yeah, it could, exactly. could be a good film. We'll see. All right, Mike, let's round out our top five. Top five, uh, another kids movie, Minions, The Rise of Gru. I think parents are going to need to take their kids to the movies this summer. And it's just going to the Minions movies like make a lot of money. Yeah, and, they got to wrangle up the rascals and get them to the movies. I didn't even know this was coming out until we researched this. So that's how much I knew about this movie. And, but yeah, I still think here. it's going to do make a lot of money. Yeah, I think I saw the first one like a couple times, maybe in passing. I haven't seen any of the movies past then. I have no interest, but hey, yeah, you're, they make money, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> uh, wife power number five. Hi, number five. I feel like this is going to be a wild one, but I am going with Top Gun Maverick. Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, A.K.A. Iceman. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. 
just want to manage the expectations. I'll say when this movie was first announced, I had no interest in going to watch this. I forget what movie it was, but we went to go see a movie recently and they had the trailer. And that trailer just got me so hyped for this movie and I can't wait to watch it. Because um, you, when it got released, I really thought it was going to be like a reboot. But it's more of like the story of Maverick like now and it just yeah the movie's got me the trailer got me hyped for this one and I think any other Top Gun fans that see this trailer are going to be in the same boat as me and they're going to want to go to the the movies to watch it because this is the type of movie that you want to see on the big screen with the sound and um the the special effects so I think this one will draw a crowd or at least hoping at number yeah, five. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're hoping it draws the fifth largest crowd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mr. Ian, round out yours. It's a good pick. I mean, it's kind of funny at this point because uh, Power and I got the same top five with Minions. Oh, so no. <laughs> I have no real anticipation to see this. I've. It's not like I haven't enjoyed the Despicable Me ones that I've seen, but I haven't been keeping up with the Minions franchise. So this is more so just like a... Betting on the kiddos. The kiddos yeah. are going to go out and check this one out and mm-hmm, keep sure. me and Mike Power alive in this. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm going to go. Our lists diverge, actually. So let's yeah. keep let's this is This is where uh, mine diverges from everybody's because it's something we haven't talked about yet. And I think this is my biggest swing, I think, out of all of them. But uh, my number five is Nope. That's what I'm going to pick as my number five, because um, I think that all the movies previous from Jordan Peele have been amazing. And I think there's enough adults out there that know those movies, whether they know he made them or not, doesn't really matter. Um, And there's always one horror thriller movie that is at least in the top 10 or at least somewhere near the middle. And I don't know, this looks really interesting. I don't, no one really knows anything about it. And I think that is, to me, that's appealing. That makes me want to see the movie more. I do not want to see any more trailers for this or anything. And uh, yeah, this is just my biggest swing. Really looking forward to it because his movies are amazing. And um, I'm just betting on the thriller and horror crowd to sort of carry this um, a couple spots higher than probably most, most people would have it. So my number five is Jordan Peele's Nope. All right, I'll do my number six, which is Top Gun Maverick. And so, yeah, I think it's going to be a good movie. I think it's going to make a lot of money. You got uh, the summer, you got Tom Cruise, you got nostalgia, you got blockbuster that needs to be seen on the big screen. You know, I think it's number six because it doesn't appeal to like the younger audience and kids like the rest of them do on my list. But I think for like, you know, adult summer movie going, it's going to be the top. So Mm -hmm. the Top Gun you could say. So yeah, I'm going Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> All right, Dave, I'm joining your club and my number six is Nope. All right. Um, I, same reasons as you. I think Jordan Peele draws a crowd. His movies have been fantastic. And I think what people like about the most is you don't really know what you're getting into. Um, so yeah, I have not much more to say than that, but uh, I've got no pet number yep. six. They always have something to say too. The movies always have um, very, very well written, very well adapted commentary mm-hmm. and all that. And I think that that makes a difference. Yeah, it's yeah. got a little bit of every, like I'm not a big horror movie person myself, but I have found all of his movies quite enjoyable. So yeah, same here. Um, same it here. kind of, it bridges that gap a little bit. Like it gives something for the horror fans and it gives some for, something for the people that maybe enjoy it a little bit but not not mm-hmm. full-fledged so yeah for sure all right nope is your number nice. six all right Ian. yeah before we get to top gun there's still another animated film out there that i think oh. could draw some kitties out going heavy with the kids dc league of super pets oh this is where our list <laughs> number differ, six right? yeah okay. yeah this is the first divergence so it's gonna come down to these two movies to see which yeah. one of us is no, no one can see this but i love how you have to like look at the screen but like is what is the name of this movie <laughs> what is this dc <laughs> league of superman goes to the moon what no yeah dc what? league of super pets yeah yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Taking I don't know. a gamble. 
Yeah, I don't know anything about this movie, but I again, just like the Minions one, I didn't know it existed until uh, until I started looking up the list for this episode. <laughs> no idea. Hey, DC's stock is on the rise, and people are going to want to take their kids to see this. I think it's you know another animated street. kids movie with name value. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, got the, the Rock, rock is in it. Part, so yeah, it is. Yeah, it's not come on, the Rock. The Rock sells tickets. It puts butts in seats, so it's yeah. that's fair enough. Um, okay, so my uh, number six is all the reasons that have been talked about for Top Gun Maverick. Um, the only reason why I would say that this is one spot behind Nope, or at least I'm hoping, is that I think there's a whole lot of olds that want to go see Top Gun and Nope would attract younger audiences potentially but they're not necessarily marketing it so yeah i am yeah Yeah. um i want to see both these movies so i don't know where that puts me but um yeah so (laughs) top gun maverick would be my uh my number six won't say much else about it kind of covered it already so um on to number seven mike okay my number seven is nope uh, because I like Jordan Peele movies and usually at least one like rated R movie and sort of mm-hmm. one horror movie sneaks its way into the top 10. So I think a number seven is like that perfect spot for that. Um, I think it's like, yeah, it's been hyped up. I've seen the trailer a long time ago. Jordan Peele is like name brand now. So I think it'll do well. It's limited by its horror r- r- movie and its rating. Always, so always a factor seven. for sure. Cause it's not yeah. for everybody. So yeah. that's why I had there. So yeah, I'm going with Nope. Number seven. All right, wave power. All right. My number seven is Minions, The Rise of Gru. And the reason I put it down so low, I know the kids' movies do well, but there's there's actually quite a few kids' movies that were coming out this summer, and it was hard to judge which ones. Obviously, Lightyear being the Pixar release is going to draw probably the biggest crowd, but it was hard to judge on the other ones. And I just think parents hate the minions. So like (laughs) me as a parent, the one movie I don't want to take my kid to this summer is the minions movie because I'm going to hate it. So that is why I'm placing it a little bit lower on my list. That is amazing. Because I think we're like you guys said, we're still in the pandemic and I think parents are going to be a bit more picky choosy about what they take their kids to see. And as a parent now, it's like this is definitely not the one I want to go see. So, um, but it's still on my list. So it's yeah, it's always better if the movie has something for the parents, right? They're the ones. Know. They're the ones paying yeah. for it. So, but I think a lot of parents just want somewhere to go for quiet two hours and the minions movie is uh minions seems like the opposite but, of quiet and yeah, way. it's like the opposite yeah. effect. And then think of like. Think of if we went to take Ruthless to a Minions movie for how many days after would she be talking like a Minion? It's like I would just want to lock her in a closet and never speak to her again. Yeah, and you got to watch all the other movies too for the next like three months. Like it's going to be a full summer of that and it's just... Buy her a bunch of like Minion Furbies. Like it just, it's not something I want to sign up (laughs) for. Minion Furbies. (laughs) It's only because that one made so much money that these always come up. Because when they one point two billion or something that Minions movie, right? It the very like first one that they made, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Anyway, sure. I think it is rather like slim pickings this year, so I think it's fair to say that Minions is probably going to land somewhere on the top ten. It's just yeah, a question yeah. of where. Um, and for me, Top Gun is definitely on there, so it's my number seven. But it didn't climb as high because I think Dave, you might have mentioned it. Like I don't know how far the, the nostalgia goes for Top Gun. Like I love Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if necessarily it's going to draw like the younger generations. Like, I think it's like definitely a nostalgia piece, but not like the way Jurassic Park is a nostalgia, nostalgia piece, right? Like yeah. it's, it doesn't have the weight of Jurassic Park. So yeah, just landed it's, seven. It's I do think like, years old. like, <laughs> yeah, I do think that uh, Mina made a great point too, because the trailer is really selling this thing and uh, it is very good. It yeah. seems like a film that you have to watch in theaters the way that they're shooting it. And, the fact that you got Tom Cruise flying around in a jet. I mean, it's definitely worth a look. So hopefully number seven's right around where it lands. Lucky number seven. Not number seven. All right. My number seven has not been discussed yet. Again, I'm going uh, ahead of you guys here. That worries me or excites me. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But my number seven is uh, Bullet Train. 
which is another movie that I knew very little about until I started researching this. And it just looks cool. It looks fun. It's the bombastic action movie. Yeah, the um, action movie of the summer. Yeah, even more like even more like quote unquote action movie, typical action. Like instead of Mission Impossible, it's this to me. You know, it feels like that potentially that kind of movie. Um, you know, I'm kind of excited to see it. I don't I don't know that it's going to be some sort of gangbuster movie, but I think people would be interested to see something like this. Um, ba- basically, I think if if Top Gun works for you or if Top Gun doesn't interest you, this is the other action movie that you could go see um instead so i think that that's uh that's part of why it would be appealing and uh that's pretty much it otherwise i don't know much about it so my number seven is boat train all right yeah a bit of a swing there dave i think but my number eight we're on number eight now is uh dc league of super pets yep i think it's i I, like yeah i'm in for the comic book movies animated kids movie uh with the star power and i think you know if i was taking my kids to a summer movie animated movie this is the one i would want to take my daughter to so yeah i think a lot of parents might be taking their kids to this one and i think you know it could have the merchandise i could see kids coming out loving the super pets i don't know i could see it being a sneaky hit but it's not a sequel so i had to put it a bit lower but i could see it be doing higher so yeah i have it at number eight yeah i mean you kind of nailed it like it Think about how successful Secret Life of Pets is. And this is kind of in that vein. You got pets, you got superheroes. So it's like, what's not yeah, to love? That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a, there's yeah. a, gr- there's a really solid combination of things there that could, mm-hmm. like, like Minions, which turns into this big, huge franchise that sells a bunch of stuff or whatever. This could very easily be that, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the, the Secret Life of Pets. That's what it's called. Yeah. Those movies, like, yeah, you could sell a stuffed animal of this or a toy of that, but really it's just an animal. You can find that anywhere. Here, now you have them dressed up as superheroes. Now you have a whole other reason to get kids excited and get them into this movie. Maybe you don't even see it once. Maybe you see it twice, you know? Um, that's that's kind of what, what I think might help it uh, bump up higher than, like, what you're saying, Mike, than maybe we would have thought otherwise, yeah. Number eight. So I'm throwing the biopic of the year. This seems to be a trend of uh, movies made about old uh, music stars. So I'm going with Elvis. I personally have no interest to see this movie. It doesn't really speak to me. But uh, that's not saying that I don't think that there is a crowd um, I think just maybe like our age, like we, I appreciate Elvis's music, but like never like was really big for me. It's like watching like Bohemian Rhapsody or um, Rocket Man, like Queen and um, Elton John were definitely bigger artists for me than Elvis was. But I think people are enjoying these movies. I think um, it's it's going to draw a bit of a crowd. Um to the theater and i think people are going to go see it so number eight is elvis nice nice christian slater's character in true romance would have words with you he loves elvis (laughs) oh nice (laughs) Uh, my my pick is also elvis um oh okay for all the reasons being just said i think like this kind of thing is long overdue for for the king of pop i guess whatever they call king of rock and roll um but i i like Mina, I'm not like clamoring to go see this in theaters, but I do think that it's going to draw a crowd. Um, I just, I don't know necessarily from the trailer if they sold me from the portrayal. Not that I know very much about Elvis, but at the same time, like there wasn't enough going on in the trailer other than the fact that it's about Elvis for me to go, oh, yeah, this is a must see in theaters. But, you know, I could be in the minority there. So sure. I think Elvis could be another like. Maybe not as big as Bohemian Rhapsody, but definitely up there, like in the vein of um, Rocket Man. And like yeah, Rocket Man did decently well. Yeah, for sure. Okay, my number eight. Um, I wrote down as Minions. Dot dot dot. Whatever the hell it's called, because I didn't know what it was called. I couldn't remember. I don't care. And I just think that um, actually the the point that that wave power that you made a few minutes ago about how many kids movies there are this summer, actually I think will spread tickets a little thin. One of them is going to stand out. Clearly, we've all chosen Lightyear to be that one. And I think between this and the DC one, sure, kids will see all three or both or one or whatever. But I think that's enough to sort of, you know, make it a little bit lighter on the ticket side for some of these movies. And I just 
chose to put this one here because I figured why not? Maybe and maybe, just maybe, parents and kids are just slightly more tired of minions than they were three years ago when the last one came out or whatever the hell it was. So that's why it's at my number eight. Not a lot of scientific proof right there. Just going for it. That's it. <laughs> yes. Well, now we're on number nine, Dave. My number nine. I don't have a lot of uh, scientific evidence that this is going to do good either. I'm basing <laughs> it on uh, the fact that I saw the trailer and I thought it looked cool. And that is Bullet Train. So that's yeah, my number there nine. It is. <laughs> I know it's got Brad Pitt, so it's got action stars and yeah. movie stars. And actually, the, the trailer actually was pretty damn good. I thought it, it looks is a pretty, cool trailer, pretty cool yeah, movie. Yeah. So that's what basically did it for me because there's not a lot else coming out this summer. I feel like that could sneak into the top 10. All right. Uh, Wife Power, number nine, as we get down to the nitty gritty here. All right. My number nine is Where the Crawdads Sing. I want to get to know you better. There's no fingerprints on the railing. Great stuff. No fingerprints? Being isolated is one thing. Being hunted, quite another. This is based on a novel written by Delilah Owens. It is a very popular book. Um, so I think it's it's going to draw some crowd to the movie theater. Um, I'm thinking like ladies night out. This is going to be the one that they pick to go watch. Um, and oddly enough, I love these types of books. And this is one that I haven't read. Um, so who knows, maybe it'll be my next novel read once I finish the book I'm currently reading so that I can read it before I go see it in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag leave your crowd ads at home. We're going out tonight. Uh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> oh, my yeah. So I don't have any crowd ads, but I do have half a second there. I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> I don't have any crowd ads, but I do have some more bullet train because, you know, oh, there it is. men and action and all that and, good and stuff. Explosions and bullets. Yeah. So, if, so if the ladies might have a ladies night out with the crowd ads film, we'll, we'll have a guy's night out with the, the bullet train at, at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, that definitely had to make my top 10. I think that that's kind of like I, I mentioned before, the action movie of the summer without an IP attached to it, like, you know, mm -hmm. Doctor Strange or Thor or mm -hmm. Jurassic World. But like, this is definitely going to be on the radar if it, if it doesn't make crack the top 10, it's definitely dark horse territory. Like it would be on the cusp. So, I mean, there's not, like we said, there's not much to choose from. So I'd yeah. be very surprised if this wasn't close. All right. So my number nine has already been talked about. And uh, that is the DC League of Super Pets. Is that what it's called? Is that the full title? Yep. The right way to say it? That's it. We've already talked about it. I just think it's going to be there. And the same reason why Minions is at eight. That's why I put this at nine. Could be spread thin. That's really all I'm going with here. So, um, so before we get to number 10, Mike, I want to remind people that um, if you get number one and number 10 right on, that's actually the most amount of points that you can get in this game. So those are the two most important spots really when it comes to tallying your points. Number one, I think um, could vary because uh, Wife Power has a different pick than us, but number 10 usually has the most variety in picks, which is why sometimes it is the decider movie. So number 10, a lot of the times it makes or breaks the competition. So with that it does, being said, yeah, it's worth 13 points to nail number yeah. 10 where everything else between two and nine is worth 10 i believe so yes yeah it's an it's actually three points uh it's the probably the hardest one to nail as you said dave and uh so my number 10 i'm going with elvis because you know it was slim pickings and i think it's been a theme with my picks i basically picked movies that i've seen the trailers for because i've been in the movies a few times and i'm just like okay if it's got a trailer if i've seen the trailer that means it's gotten if to me somehow. It's a real movie. It's, so I'm yeah, it's got it like a 10. decent marketing <laughs> budget and they got out early and they're trying to put it in people's minds and like that they're going to only ramp up their marketing budget from here. That's like my whole thought, I guess. And it's like other movies that I was like researching. I was like, I didn't even know these were coming out. So the fact that I knew Elvis was coming out is basically the only reason why I put it at number 10. <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> if it's going to be good. I don't even know if it looks good. It's just... 
But it's got Tom Hanks, so it can't be like all bad, you know? Oh, it does? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in there. Yeah. That's true. That's true. All right. Wife Power, what's your number 10 scientific pick? Uh, Similar to Mike's. (laughs) I don't know how you determined I had a different one than all of you, but I do. Because my number 10 is Bullet Train. Oh. Um, (laughs) Honestly, I have no idea what this movie is about other than it's an action movie with Brad Pitt and I'm assuming it's about a train. Um, (laughs) To me, I feel like that's going to, that just knowing that is going to draw people to the movies. So I'm throwing it in as number 10. I just feel like it edged out my, um, my dark horses a little bit. Um, But yeah, number 10 bullet train. It's not a bad call. You could have nailed it because, you know, it's it could be just like a turn your brain off action film, but sometimes that's all people are looking for in the summer right. to go to go to the yeah. theater and just turn their brain off, watch an action film for two hours. Yep. So bullet trains on the radar. But that's not my choice. Nope. Nope, it ain't. <laughs> going with uh, the surgical strike of uh Jordan Peele. And I think that he's definitely gonna crack well, he's gonna be close to the top ten, but the problem is these horror films, they don't make the money that the other films do. And I don't know if the pandemic changes things for the better to bring that one up a little bit further. But I don't think like horror films uh, historically track very high on the top 10. So I saved it for the 10th slot. I hope it does well. But nope, it is there to stay at the 10th spot. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, All right. So we all have different number 10s because my number 10 is uh, Wife Power. What was the name of that book that you just mentioned? (laughs) I wrote it down. Crawdads. Crawdads sing. (laughs) The the singing crawdads, uh, whatever whatever that means. Um, Secret Life of Crawdads. The cronuts. I feel I'm not 100% sure, but I I think they're a bird. Okay, there we go. All right. I think it's a type of bird. I, I've heard I heard of this of this book or a couple of books um, because it's so popular right now. I've seen it on, on Twitter and stuff. Didn't know there was a movie. And then I saw the trailer and I'm like, oh, actually, yeah, I get it. I could I could see why that would be an intriguing book for for many readers. And um, like everything you mentioned before, Wife Power, about how it could be ladies night out or mom's night out or whatever, I think could be enough to draw people to the theater. And I think it looks interesting enough that, uh, you know, I think it could do well. OK, I don't hold know if on. Hit 10, but be close. So a crawdad is not a bird. It is actually crawfish. Oh, oh I was going to say crayfish, but I <laughs> That's so funny. They, they and they, they also are commonly called crawdaddies. Okay. Oh, yeah. Crawzaddies. Crawzaddies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that when uh, they're singing, they're actually being boiled. Maybe. Well, like like a lobster. Apparently they, yeah, can make yeah. a, they can make a sound in and out of the water. Mm, interesting. Well, oh, scratch that. All right. Well... Crawdaddies well, it we, is for we, the win. All the scientific talk on our picks. Win. We got some real science going here. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Had to verify that. <laughs> Someone's going to listen and be like, it's not a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. We had to do it. Okay. So, nice save. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the research. Save, the, um, save your emails, everyone. <laughs> save your emails. I mean, I don't know, see how see how our lists go. You could send us emails if you want. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see how these. So are we gonna make like Katy Perry and Juicy J and get into some dark horse or what? We got some dark we horses, are. so I think we can list uh, all of them off. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, everyone, just do your three. Yeah, we've probably talked about all or most of these. So, uh, Mike, we'll start with you. What are your What are your three? Uh, all right, yeah, these are all just complete, complete shots in the dark. Oh, and also to throws. say dark horses, because I don't know if we mentioned it before. If any of these make it on any point on the list, they're worth one point. Yeah, it's just a flyer. It's worth one point. Yeah, like I said, dark horse flyer. Just my my three is Downton Abbey, a new era. Oh, don't I even know what that is, movie. but I guess that's coming out. Uh, then I have a kid's movie called Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Which I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Who is nice. Hank? Whatsoever. Another animated film, so we're all good. It's yeah. like a play on Balls of Fury. And then I have this is actually a movie that I put on there because it's like 
I really want to see this movie and I like this this uh, director. And so if this did good, I'd be really happy. And that's a movie called Men mm. uh, by Alex Garland. And Dave, you'll be oh, interested in this Oh, I didn't even know this one. was a thing. Yeah. Okay. I, I saw that we saw the trailer in front of the Batman, I think. But yeah, Alex Garland makes really good movies. Annihilation, Ex Machina. Yes. So 20, 20 days later, well, he's the writer. Annihilation so, is one of my favorite movies ever. So now I need to see this movie. Yeah, this could, <laughs> I don't know, this could take off. But if like the word of mouth is there, I don't know. Well, his previous movies are awesome, so. I know, exactly. So that's why I threw it on there. Nice, nice. All right, Wife Power, what are your three? All right. One of, well, I guess two now have been mentioned. Um, I've got DC League of Super Pets. Put this on my dark horse just because I feel like it's new. Although we did get a book for our daughter about the super pets at the library, so maybe it's got a little bit of a following. Um, I know if our daughter had a pick of movies this summer this would be her pick and probably would be her favorite out of all the kids movies awesome um but i just don't know if it has that right yeah (laughs) i also i didn't even know this was coming out until we started doing the research for this so it's it's kind of like do do people even know that this movie kind of exists Right. Um, so the trailer on- drops and you see the logos like with Superman and the Batman. Keanu Reeves is playing Batman. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's going to. Yeah. Um, then I've got Downton Abbey, a new era, because <laughs> people that watch Downton Abbey are serious. The downtownies. If it has, if it's any continuation or related to the show at all, it's going to draw a huge crowd to the theater. Um. And my third dark horse is a movie called The Black Phone. This is based mm, on a book. Forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, by Joe Hill, and it's getting amazing, amazing reviews. And Ooh, I think it's it? going to oh, be one of those movies that people are when it comes out, people are going to hear about how good it is and might entice people to. Um, the theaters but again it's it's a horror thriller so it's hard to know where it's gonna fit um it also has ethan hawk in it yeah and yep. coming out of moon Knight, he's got a lot of like publicity around him and good press about doing like good projects so he he might draw some people um just because of how fresh moon Knight is but um it looks it looks interesting and it'd be it definitely would be a movie that I would be interested in going to see in the theaters this summer. Yeah. I'm on the same page. My number 10 was Nope. So my first dark horse is the black phone. I think it's another horror movie, just like you said, that has potential to crack the top 10 and Ethan Hawk buzz is out there. Just like you said. And, uh, I watched the trailer today. It looks uh, like it could be cool. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. Just kind of rooting for it at this point. Uh, the other one I have, I don't think it's been mentioned. It's another animated, but it's more for the adult crowd. So I'm getting South Park vibes of 1999. The Bob's Burgers movie. Um, who knows? But it's a dark one. Yeah. So yep. let's give it a, yeah, yeah. Let's give it a that, shot. That's yeah. a movie? Like what? Oh, yeah. What's going on? But yeah. like, but like, you know, I almost forgot about the Downton Abbey one. And honestly, I think it has a similar size following. Like, it, like yeah. Bob's oh, Burgers yeah. is no joke. So, yeah. you know, could have the same kind of effect. And then my last one. Just like Power mentioned, Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. (laughs) Such a random title. It's no hot dog storm, but it's close. But it's close. And, and, you know, it's an animated movie. So they they pour a bit of money into that for the budget, and it'll get kids out there. So that's my Dark Horse list. Nice. All right. Uh, All of mine have been mentioned. Um, Downton Abbey, for all the reasons that were said. People love that series and love those characters, and it could get butts in seats. How many, uh, you know, 40 to 90 year olds with uh, tea are going to go to the movie theater? I don't know, but you never know. Could be all right. Um, the Bob's Burgers movie I also picked just in case. You never know. Could be the, the adult animated crowd could make their way and could sneak in there. And uh, my last one is Elvis, because really, I think Rocketman is one of the best music movies, uh, uh, adaptations, whatever you want to call it um ever made and that makes me excited just to see this 
even though it's not the same people making the movie. <laughs> so, um, and it's Elvis. It's it's classic Elvis. So you never know. It, it, it could work. So those are my three. And uh, and that's it. That wraps up our list, guys. That's that's pretty much it. So um, if anyone hasn't listened, last year we went back 25 years and we did our 1996 movie wager because there was no summer box office last year. So in a similar vein, whoever wins this competition will find a movie for the rest of us to watch and we will later review. Um, The power was in my hands last year and I chose all of us to watch Kazam, which was the best movie from 1996, which is clearly the case. Uh, This time we'll we'll figure out sort of exactly if it's going to be in a certain time frame or if it's going to be you know, just 80s, just 90s, something like that. But the winner of this, whoever tallies the most points, will be able to tell the rest of us what to watch. And then we'll all get together on an episode and we'll talk about it. So that is what happens here. Listen, I don't mind if Power wins, because when Power wins, we watch stuff like uh, Big Trouble in Little China. But yes, if you win true. again, I'm going to be shaking in my boots because uh, I don't want to watch <laughs> something like Kazam again. I was going to say the true test of, uh, you know, of a man is when he you know he gets power what he does with it (laughs) and we know that you know power corrupts and we saw what happened to dave when he was given the power to choose anything for us to watch and he basically tortured us for an hour and a half and i wouldn't do that to you guys um you know we don't want dave to win again this year let's just hope (laughs) one one, one of us one of us wins and yeah i'm just gonna say yeah so this year the winner that's sort of the bet we make gets to pick a movie from any time but when we do our 97 wager it's got to be a specific 97 movie so you were stuck to 96 movies dave so yes it's it's still no excuse there's still enough good yeah Yeah, there's there's at least 25 great films from 1996 (laughs) (laughs) it definitely wasn't the top grossing or highest rated movie of the year that's for sure so (laughs) i just remember last year mike's like are you going to watch the summer movie wager movie with me? And I was like, I didn't put a list in. There's no way I'm watching Shazam. Like you're on your own. <laughs> I mean, I will say we had a double feature of an episode that yes. like we were laughing our ass off throughout the mm-hmm. entire thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it did give us that. So our gracious host, you've done it again. <laughs> well, at least someone thinks so. <laughs> Well, thank God for that. Um, so, Mike, you you briefly teased that our next episode will be our 1997 movie wager. We're going to go back 25 years from this year, and we're going to try and predict without looking up any of what these movies made within the summer of 1997 and rank those just the way that we did here with the 2022 ones. So um, and then the winner of that, like you said, Mike, will choose a 97 movie for everyone to watch as well. So that's the plan there. Um, Until that time, Mike, where's everyone keeping up with us? You can find us at day back in on basically all social media platforms. The podcast is called back in my day. Find it on any podcast app you use and follow and follow along on Patreon, patreon.com slash back in my day, where we are uh, currently recapping Moon Knight uh, as each episode comes up. And we're, and we're doing a lot of stuff for the uh, Patreon. We'd like to review the sort of Disney Plus shows on there. That's part of where we do that there. And uh, so if you like those shows, check us out there. It's only a few bucks. Yep, that's it. Only a couple of bucks gets you all that content. And uh, until that time, everyone, thanks for listening. Guys, thanks for joining me on this episode. We'll see you in the 1997 movie wager next. your last words. Do not vomit inside the vehicle.